So I'm going to start with prayer and then we'll delve in. Heavenly Father, we're here to hear your voice. We're here to follow your instruction. We're here to see with your vision what you would have for us. Now God, I ask you to let us know that, to hear from your Holy Spirit. And God, let us be prepared to say, yes, Lord, let us do that today in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm Peggy Holbrook, and that probably means nothing to you, but I'm a missions rep with West Central Ohio uh, because I have a heart for missions and because Pastor Jim Palmer found that out and he tracked me down. And no one can say no to Pastor Jim Palmer. And uh, he also... When he asked me to speak at the Synergy, I emailed him and said, what are some things you want me to say? And he emailed me back. Uh, the second office in the state of Ohio, and he emailed me back and told me what to say. And then he told me what to cover. And then he told me, and let the anointing of the Holy Spirit say that. So I don't know what better way to do that than to get into the Word. So we'll do that first, and then we're going to talk about some practical influences. This is my family. Nine grandchildren, four children, and their spouses. God has blessed me. Next slide. Okay, so Pastor Palmer said, Peggy, talk about the essentials for mission partnership. He was big on partnership. He was a people person. But I thought, okay, I said, okay, because you can't say no to Pastor Palmer. And then I said, well, wait a minute. What is the meaning of essential? It is a noun. As a noun, it's a thing that is absolutely necessary. That is, don't leave home without it. But another definition is that it's basic to the very nature. Now I think that's more us because the very nature of us is the Holy Spirit. Now slide four, we have to start remembering and telling our people Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And let's, let's just turn there. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Now we've heard this, and we think, and I thought that, well, they've heard this. But we have to keep telling the people we're leading the same message because it was important to Jesus. There's hand up, handouts up here if you want them. It says, Jesus came and told his disciples. Now this is the last thing Jesus said to the church. I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what is essential? First, 
We have to set our heart to obey. We have to say, yes, Lord, to his command. Acknowledge first, he has the authority to command you. He says, I have been given all authority. And he shares that with you. He also says we must go. Why must we go? Because in Romans 10.14 it said, How shall they believe in him if they have not heard? Then we need to make converts. Verse 19 said, baptize them. That's a new convert. But then it goes on. In, in verse 19 and 20 and it says, teach the word. Make disciples. Teach the word and that they will obey. And then he said, know that I am with you always. Who is the I am? Wasn't that God? And God with us? And now the Holy Spirit in us? I am with you. That's the authority we go on and we obey this command. Now if you'll turn to Luke, the ninth chapter. And you already probably know where I'm going with this. And we'll read verse 1. One day Jesus called together 12 disciples and gave them power and authority to cast out all demons and to heal all diseases. Now go on down to verse 10. When the apostles returned, they told Jesus everything they had done. Then they quietly slipped away with them toward the town of Bethsaida. Uh, but the crowds found out where he was going and they followed him. He welcomed them and taught them about the kingdom of God. And he healed those who were sick. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, Send the crowds away to a nearby village and farms so they can find food and lodging for the night. There is nothing to eat here in this remote place. But Jesus said, You feed them. You feed them. But we have only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Or are you expecting us to go and buy enough food for this whole crowd? For there were 5,000 men there. And Jesus replied, Tell them to sit down in groups, about 50 each. So the people sat down. Jesus took the five loaves and two fishes, looked up toward heaven, blessed them, then breaking the loaves into pieces, he kept giving the bread and the fish to who? To the disciples, so they could distribute it to the people. They all ate as much as they wanted, and afterward the disciples picked up 12 baskets. So the second thing, it has to be by his power. He gave us the authority, but then he told the the disciples, I'm giving you. Now I'm giving you, Acts the second chapter, the authority, the power of the Holy Spirit. So that is now, he's saying, tell everyone. And they went. And Luke 1, he doesn't look at the circumstances. He doesn't look at, oh, you know, these disciples will be in trouble. No, you have the authority. I've given it to you. Um, Jesus then shows them to look to the Father for provision. They pray. Jesus prays over what's already in his hand. 
I'm about to give you some resources. You'll have them already in your hand. You may think that's not enough, but pray. Um, Oswald Chambers, I love this quote. He says, prayer does not fit us for the greater work. Prayer is the greater work. Sometimes I'll catch myself saying, I can't do anything but pray. No, that's the greater work. That's what I'm called to do. The next thing, Jesus modeled partnership. Jesus included others in his vision. He called 12 together to partner and work together. Verse 1, he says, that's where he says, he calls them 12 together. Then he says in verse 13, you give them something to eat. Now, this Jesus, Jesus could have said, let manna fall from the sky. Let food grow. Jesus had all authority, and he had that as his command, but he said, no. You, and I'm saying to you, you, go find some people and tell them, pray for them, hand them these resources and say, come on, we are going to, we're going to partner together. I don't need to do this alone. You know, I was listening to the speaker and I thought, that is so me. I'll sit there and evidently that was Pastor Palmer. Find somebody with a heart and say, hey, pass this bread around. He required them to use what they already had. And they said, we have only five loaves and two fishes. Then he instructs them to sit. He said, organize the people. Sit them in groups. We're going to have to do some or organizing. We're going to have to call some people together. Then we're going to have to organize them. Then we're going to take what's already in our hand bless it, hand it to them and say, now you, you go. So Jesus modeled partnership. And we need to model that too. You could run yourself ragged doing it yourself. That would be easier. Honestly, anybody been in ministry long enough to know that's so much easier? But what he wants you to do is go out there and corral the cats and say, you, you, God's called you. And he gave thanks. You know, our speaker touched on this. Sometimes we're so focused on that goal that we don't thank God for what he's already done. Let's celebrate what he's already done. Invite itinerary missionaries into your church and celebrate what God is doing. That's how you inspire. You don't just inspire them. They inspire you. This is a partnership. Share your story. Those 12 that you call for authority, share your story with them. Tell them what that missionary means to you. Tell them about your missions trip. Tell them how God saved you. Let's give thanks because it's an honor and explain this to them. This is an honor. 
Why is this an honor? Because Revelation 7, 9, 10. After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes. They held branches in their hands and they were shouting with a roar, salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. Guys, this is an honor. This is an honor because on that day we're going to see what we've done. And then he broke the word. Imagine that. The bread of life. He's given this small bit of food. He thanks God for it. Then he raises it up like the serpent in the wilderness. And like the man on the cross. The man of God. And he breaks it. Communion was taken that day. Guys, we got to give them the word. We have to preach the word. We have to send them out and admonish one another. Take this word and give it to someone else. That's what the missionaries will do for you. Practice giving thanks for everything and passing it on. Ja Jonathan, is, how do you say that? Con? Con. Have you read that book? The Book of Mysteries. He has a quote. It says, Jesus is the word. Oh, wait. That's not it. Practice giving thanks. Oh, no. Okay, here it is. Stop seeking more. Stop living in the realm of not enough. Okay, we do want to do more. But stop saying, when I have this, I will. Stop seeking that. Live in the, don't live in the realm of not enough because what happened here was the, the principle of multiplica multiplication. So when we take what we have, we bless it and break it. It's multiplied. Don't panic. Don't complain. Don't get discouraged. God does the work. The Holy Spirit will provide the power. All you have to do is partner with the Lord. Now I want to talk about that partnership. Um, you will find an Ohio for Jesus outline. And I have broken it down to every week you do this, every month you do this. Now you may not be able to do all that all at once, but you will start. But you say, how am I going to do that? Well, I have a suggestion that we did. I uh, went to a church, returned to a church that we had left when we went to pastor. And I went back, and they are a missions-loving church, but they're not, they weren't involved with having missionaries. You know, and so I said, we're going to start a mission awareness team. Now, you can start a mission awareness team. How do you do that? You look around. And you find someone with a heart for missions. Or someone willing. You pray, God, who is it? So I asked my daughter, Emily, this is my daughter. Uh, I said, would you want to help me highlight a missions awareness team? 
because once a month our pastor said you can take the devotion time, the first 10 minutes, and highlight missions once a month. So she asked who wants to help with missions? And people her age responded. Then I asked, and people my age responded. And then a younger person even than that asked, and people responded. If you go to this wonderful woman right here, Ashley Higgins, has worked on a website, and you will find it on your resource page. It is omnmissions.net. When you go there, you can go to a quick start kit under resources. That has a whole section in it. It will look like this if you run it off. There is everything you need to start a missions awareness team. And there is a video that we played when we started our mission awareness team to our church that I almost cry and I've watched it I don't know how many times. Zach Mobius did a phenomenal job calling people to help with missions. This kit walks you through the procedures, the structure for a mission awareness team. Once you get those people together, this is what I found out. Of course, I had prayed about it and said, God, send me these partners. I said, what are you guys wanting? What are your talents? And this is what's neat. There were 12 of us. 12 of us. And I said, what are you guys feeling in your heart? Well, they started talking to me. Some of them wanted to be speaking the highlights. Some of them were in prayer groups. And they said, wait, we pray on Monday and on Sunday and on Friday how, or Thursday. How about we take a missionary, each of us, to the prayer group and pray for missions? We have two Ohio for Jesus everys right there. Then I had one says, well, all I, I can do media. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, I can do. They can do media. There is a, and you will find a resource at <laughs> agwm.org, Media Hub. Absolutely free professional videos for world missions. You can download that free on five different computers and show it. What was that again? Assemblies of God World Missions. A-G-W-M dot org. And it's called Media Hub. Free videos. Somebody said, well, I'm not real good at the computer, but I could call in to the bulletins and announce the missionaries and put inserts have inserts in the bulletin. Somebody said, oh, you know what? I'll do devotions for the missions team. Somebody else said, I have a degree in finance from Evangel University. I said, oh, so you can figure out my budget. That's another thing in the quick start kit. You can do a missions convention. It has a checklist on how. It gives you an evaluation to evaluate how well your church is doing in missions. 
so that you know, okay, maybe we need to have so much percent increase. I would say, I think Pastor Palmer fi figured it out, and it's 14% increase. I looked at that and sent it to my daughter. We're going for a 14% increase in missions this year. And I think I might be able to get it from these 12 people. So I think that will, that, what, you know? You know what I'm saying? Okay, and then structure and organization. This kit will tell you what a missions team is, the criteria for a missions team. It tells you if you have a visiting minister or a missionary, this is how you should prepare. They have done all the work for you. It gives you sermons. People have written out sermons. It's right here in this kit. It's free. It's on that website. Uh, events, and this is something that we came up with that I want to share with you, and I believe T.J. Wolf will be sharing and speaking more on that. What if we had Adopt a Missionary Fair? And so one of my group, we were talking, we said, let's set tables up in the foyer, announce it ahead of time, have prayer cards for each missionary, have their picture, the ones the church supports, and a couple more. How to link in with them, their newsletter, and what if we announce to the church, now go out there, and you choose a couple missionaries, and this is what we want you to do for them. Pick up that paper and pray for them. Twice a year, at least, email them. Sign up for their newsletter, which is free, and pray for this missionary family. What about this? Somebody said, hey, we're having a square dance at the church. Why don't we look on omnmissions.net, go to the, the missionary site, itinerating missionaries. This woman is telling you who, what missionaries are in the state of Ohio right now. That is phenomenal. Because now I sent out an email and I said, hey, missionaries, would you and your family like to come to this event? They couldn't, but they might be able to next time. Jim Palmer would tell you, take them out for coffee. Answer your missionaries' calls. Missions trips. I'm going to stay for the next class in here because of the missions trips. If you look on your resource paper, um, you it, there is nothing like a missions trip to stir someone for missions. Emily was 15 years old. She went to Uruguay. Teen Challenge. They were building a uh, building for Teen Challenge, and it absolutely changed her life. If you look on where you can experience the call, you'll see uh, wideopenmissions.org slash pipeline. That will connect you with ways and missionaries, and you can go on a missions trip. Now, there's also, I, I have friends over there. Katrina, I'm just telling you, 
She knows about that. And she's willing to help you with that. Um, so there's another thing. Children's BGMC. Praise the Lord. One of the 12 was involved in children's ministry. I said, okay, so we got this media guy that's downloading videos for the person who's speaking the highlight once a month. Maybe when you get that all together, we could send it to children's ministry and they could show it too. Okay, I've done one work and now everybody's using the same thing I just did. One of the neat things was, because kids ministry people are like this, we did uh, international ministries and it has sign language, the deaf, the blind. She actually made the word amen or something in braille with glue dots. And the children, they came up to me afterwards and said, we had so much fun. Do you know that they make Bibles for people who can't see? Yeah. Educate and inspire, recruit and give and send. And then the teens. Speed the light. Send it to the teens. Send the prayer request to the teens. I am working on and I plan to get. I will get because God will send me the person involved with the teens that they can also funnel this information that we share. Now we meet once a month but we are getting so many volunteers that now we're making subgroups. So my 12 are in charge of, okay, we, they said we want to start an intercultural exchange. So I have a group of people, they made invitations, we handed it out to the people in our church that know internationals in the school system, in the college. I ran into one at story time in the library. She came to bring her children, and she, I believe she was from India. We have a communication thing. Hand them the invitation. They're coming. We have two Russian college students from ONU. They're going to come and, ex and tell us about their culture and clothing and their country's weather. Then guess what we're going to teach them? We're going to let their children color eggs. We have a, the children's department put together a human video to music about the Easter story. And we're going to tell them why the church celebrates Easter. And then we'll have a handout for every activity in our church, for every department, to hand them. Because you know why? They're lonely. Now, some of their children go to the school. They said, well, the children speak English. I said, what about their parents? One of our uh, teachers in our school said, I'm going to ask the, them about their parents. So in their car on the way to a sporting event, he said, where do your parents go to church? Oh, no, they're Buddhists. Said, well, how do they, how do they um, practice their religion? Well, they don't. Well, you think they would come to our church? Well, if you asked them, they might have trouble understanding everything, but if you ask them, they might come. So we have now an intercultural exchange committee. They don't meet all the time. They just meet during the time of the international exchange. And 
cultural exchange and that will be probably twice a year. We have structure and finance that works very closely with the pastor. So the pastor said, oh, this is such a weight off of me. Take my list of people and you recommend what we should give, what we should increase, what missionaries we should take on. And I'll take the recommendation of the mission awareness team to the church board. Well, one of the church board members has a heart for missions. I said, how about that one? He said, sure. So now, rather than ignoring a missionary's call or an email, he forwards it to me. I send it to that team and say, can we afford? And then let's bring them in. We have a missions, a visiting missionaries group. They have scheduled our, we went to our pastor how many times? He said, oh, four times at least. A couple Wednesday nights, couple Sundays. If you need more than that, let me know. So we heard of the Mwandas from uh, Africa. They're coming to the church. This missionary team, this uh, subcommittee, they have called them, found out when they're coming, what are your needs? Someone else on the missions committee said, they can stay with me. And the wife said, oh, but the house, and I said, they live in a hut. I think you'll be all right. So she says, okay, I'm, I'm putting myself out there. We add another person say, why don't, instead of taking them out to eat, why don't we bring food in and our families and the children could eat with them and get to know them. Do you see what this is? This is, oh God, I have the word. I've got it in my hands. I want it to get out. I want to break the bread and get it out. So I'm praying. And then I'm going to call people. Come on. You go. You go and feed them. I told this missions committee, was it last Sunday or two, sun two Sundays ago, we had a meeting. I said, do you think this is a career for me? You guys pay attention. I'm working myself out of a job. You're in 10 years. You guys are going to see what has happened for missions. This is about what you're going to do. Now, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what have you been doing, or as we were speaking, what are some ideas you have? Are, as we look, if you look at the resources for the Ohio for Jesus, you can probably see some of those and mark them off. You're already doing them. Um, I just gave you resources that if you want to do nothing but play a video on Sunday morning once a month, you can check that off because it's very well done. We have people present that. Emily presented BGMC because she has a knack for speaking and because she has a heart for children. And it was very well, well uh, accepted. And I will tell you this. The Ohio Ministry Network office has a seven and a half foot inflatable buddy. Come on. Yeah. Uh, 
So it was like if you saw <laughs> the table for BGMC, you know, the seven and a half foot inflatable buddy. I had every kid right there. In our, in our meeting yesterday at the ALC, um, one of the things we brought up is trying to get one of those for the four corners of the state so that any churches in those areas that want to borrow it would be able to borrow it from a little bit closer instead of having to drive to Columbus to get it. A, a church just gave me theirs. It has a leak. I said, that does not bother me because I can cut a hole on the seam. I can put helium balloons in that, buddy. I can make him fly. <laughs> you know what else I can do? I can make him glow with glow sticks. Yeah, that's, that's the realm I work in. So start thinking. Anybody else? Any highlights? Anything you want to share that you've done? Any questions you have? Yes. Um, we're not an assemblies church. We're a, a partnership church. Yes. But you're Christians, and we love you. Exactly. <laughs> you got to understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. I'm learning all this. I'm yeah. the missions director of our church. I'm constantly looking for places to go to take teams to. So mm -hmm. on this website, does it list? Do you mean mission? It yes. Yeah, I, I see this U.S. mission. That, like, have places in the yes. Um, so the pipeline at AGWM will give some short-term mission options, but really if you're trying to organize missions trips, I would say the best thing to do would be call the office and we can connect you with a missionary that really hosts teams because not all of our Ohio missionaries necessarily host teams. So whether it's in-state or, or globally. So I look at doing, you know, one in the United States and then one overseas. Yeah. The thing that we so. just talked about at ALC yesterday regarding that uh -huh. was um, if you like if you're smaller, if you're just starting out, you haven't done many missions trips or anything before, contacting Convoy of Hope, mm -hmm. asking them what they have going on in whatever area you're interested in, or if you're open, just ask them what they have going on in a certain time frame, and they will tell you what type of projects are needed, what type of missions are needed what the area is like, if, if it's a safe area to go to or not safe area, and they really guide you. And they will, if you say, I only have this many people and they can do these things, they will find a project for you that will fit within your group. So Convoy of Hope, that there's a dream team in Philadelphia. There's one in Columbus. One in Columbus. There is King's Castle in El Salvador. That's for uh, your older children. Our team challenges a lot of times will host, um, New Hawaii Valley one hosts, and you can actually go stay on their campus and then work. So it is kind of like an in-state missions trip. Um, I will tell you that the Ohio Ministry Network is going to be sponsoring a missions trip to India. It's very limited, the people they can send. I plan on trying to send some from my area. Um, so, but... And for older kids or teens that want to get involved, Missions Extreme is a great way to, to get them to experience it for the first time. Mission Extreme, that's another resource. But if you go to Ohio Ministry Network, if you go to the omnmissions.net... Which you can get there from the Ohio Ministry Yes, right. both. Or Ashley Higgins. That's the name you want to know. And... 
And she can get you to Katrina. <laughs> but most likely what you, and email them, you'll find their emails, email them and they can give you the resources. That will save you time. But yeah, anything, anybody else? Yes. So there's, like, we have really great missionaries all across the board, but their skill sets are very different. And so it's it's way better for you to connect with somebody who can make sure that you're going to get put with somebody who can host you for real and not burn out in the process of trying to host you. Does that make sense? And we have great people overseas and stateside, both through um, missions and local churches in other states. So... The resources are there. It's just getting to the right pipelines. And so that's where you get to the right people. Okay. Anybody else? Are you doing something or thinking about doing something? Go ahead. My wife and I are called into missions um, for career. And so that was our entrance into calling. We've been in ministry for about five years now. And so uh, we're actually in the beginning of the process. We've already been talking to missionaries in France, and so that's what God has called us. So what advice France? you give to a young couple with young kids who are going to maybe be itinerating in the next year or so? Are you, you're from Ohio. Yes. Are you already through with your interviews? We're, and we're in that process. You're in that process. Yeah. You need to see Ashley, uh, get a hold of Ashley through the website, email her so that she can tell you what that process is. Uh, others that would want to, if you have somebody, let me find that, that is really wanting to do missions. Yes, go ahead. Um, so you're going through the process. You know, you're going to enter the process. You're going to have interviews. Yeah. You're going to have paperwork out the yazoo. Yeah. And that's okay because that's going to create this beautiful umbrella covering that protects you and your family mm -hmm. in the journey. Um, what you guys need to do is start thinking about your life because your families are sometimes not as happy that you're going to, mm -hmm. you know, take grandkids away <laughs> to another yeah. country, you know, like those kind of things. So now, since you're home right now, think of ways to honor your family and to, to start to create your family structure. When it's time to go, do not move there right before Christmas. Okay? Go after Christmas because it'll kill you and your family before you ever get started. Um, and then in the process, there are tons of beautifully written books by people who have lived good days and hard days that you can start to read and follow people's blogs. Yeah. And that'll start to create some support network for you because they're already over there and you can connect together. So, and uh, we just sat in an interview with missionary associates. Um, two interviews yesterday. And we cried and we, we prayed over them. And there was a couple, and they're getting, they're in the process, they're getting, getting ready to raise funds. Um, and I said, well, of course you will have the funds to go. Because there were several missions reps sitting in that room for that interview. Uh, I have area meetings. Anybody have area meetings for ministers? Okay, you maybe could go to one. <laughs> Um, I have a missionary come every 
area meeting. An itinerating missionary. Uh, I talked to our area meeting presbyter. He says, we'll take them out to lunch afterwards. Now, in order to get ministers to an area meeting, you've got to do a lot more than just missions. I don't know if you've ever noticed that. So I've got a little 14-minute window in that meeting. I tell my missionary that I'm bringing, you got seven minutes to introduce yourself to all these pastors. Then we'll take you out to lunch, our treat, and you can get to know them and try to book. Then, I know they laugh at me, they said, you're the only area missions rep that ever tells us what to say. But I know the people who are going to be there. And I said, don't go over your time. Make it personal. Don't just show slides. Give me a success story. Tell me about what God's planted in your heart. And because I know those people and what they want to hear. So go to area meetings. Contact your reps. We're there for you. We know you're taking the bread. We want to help pass it out. We want to be a part. And even though you're still working your way through your process, which I've already got some of your paperwork, but, um, you know, if that's the direction you're going, now is your time to meet pastors. Mm -hmm. So uh -huh. you can make those connections when it comes to time to raise the budget. Anybody else? Ideas? Well, I hope God gives you ideas. Go ahead, Katrina. Yes. Um, when you have a missionary come to your church, think about it like this. If you were the missionary, you're on the road all the time. Sometimes you have to leave your family behind so that they can keep kids in school. Those pieces, you're tired, right? And you're in a church, and you have to perform in order to make your financial goals so that you can get out there. So what I want to ask you to do my is email. to let missionaries just be real with you. Mm -hmm. Don't expect them to perform for you. And that means like they might have to do it in order to, to uh, share the story, that the same story that they've shared 600 times you know, over the course of a year. Um, but sometimes people just need to sit back and laugh with you. Sometimes they're having a hard time and they need to cry with you. Um, and if there's any way possible, don't let them away from you without praying over them and just letting them know that you're on their team. You know, when she says take them out for coffee, that means just be personal with them. Yeah. They're real people, they're just like you. Don't avoid their calls. If they call you, they would rather you say, listen, we can't support you or have you right now. Mm -hmm. But let me hear what's going on with you. Mm -hmm. um, here's my email address. We have, I have put together for our missions awareness team a procedure. One month before, contact the missionary. Mm -hmm. See how they're doing and what your prayer needs are so we can announce it to the church. Mm -hmm. Let them know you're coming. Send us your media. It, it, Walks you right down there. Call them and see, are they coming into an airport? Or are they driving in? Uh, the ones we're having are coming from Wisconsin. So 
somebody on my missions awareness team is contacting them. Do you need picked up from an airport? Or are you renting a car? What's happening? What time will you be getting in? Because somebody's going to take you out to dinner. Then they're going to show you the way to someone's house or hotel. Now, we have nice hotels. We could have put them in. But this way, people get to know them. So we have a couple empty nesters. They have an ensuite. And they said, hey, yeah. So then they're going to take them to church the next morning. Then there's somebody assigned to meet them to meet them at the door of the church. Somebody else is assigned to set up their table. Somebody else is going to show them, here's where you sit, and here's the agenda for the service. This is when you'll speak. You see what I mean? We love them. Anybody else real quick, and then we're going to close in prayer. There was a young boy in our church when we first started who had um, he had some hyperactive issues and but he always had a question and he would just blurt it out so I said to him I said now Harley if you don't raise your hand I'm not going to call on you well he got good at that and so he was wiggling in his seat well I never wanted to call on him because he had these theological questions and I'm teaching children's church. One day, and I ignored him, and he said, Miss Peggy, I got my hand up. I said, what is it, Harley? We were teaching on David and the giant, and Harley said, Miss Peggy, why didn't God just kill the giant? Why did David have to pick up the stones? And I'm thinking, oh, this will be easy to explain. But the Holy Spirit dropped something in my heart, and I'm going to share it with you. I said, Harley, if I gave you all of King's Island, all the tickets to King's Island for a day, are you going to go by yourself? Or are you going to pass out tickets and take people with you? He said, oh, I'd take you, Miss Peggy. I'd take... I'd take Grandma, I'd, and he started telling me who he would take. I said, you know, God's got all the power. But he wants to partner with you. He's passing out tickets, guys. And I've just given you tickets today. I hope you'll come with me. I hope you won't just come with me. I hope you will partner with missionaries and partner with people in your church so that we can break bread together and pass it out. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you for the days we're going to have in Kings Island. <laughs> we thank you for the privilege when we stand before the throne and we see the multitudes speaking in other languages and we'll know them. We'll know they were saved by the bread we passed out. It's such an honor and it's such a privilege. I pray for each one here. I bless this bread that I have handed to them and I ask you, Lord, to multiply it. God, let them get a hold of me. Let them get a hold of Ashley with questions. 
God, let them be brave and strong and do what the Lord has asked them to do and then bless it and multiply it in Jesus' name. Amen.